Welcome to GE Vital Voices, where we help move the conversation and solutions forward. GE Healthcare is focused on precision health. Doctors, nurses and clinicians are often under-resourced and overburdened. And COVID-19 has brought this front and center. Solving the industry's productivity challenges by improving access, enabling more precise patient diagnosis and treatment, shortening hospital stays and wait times, and lowering overall costs is more pressing now than ever. GE Healthcare is about delivering on the future of healthcare by enabling precision health, integrated, efficient, and highly personalized care. Welcome. It's another episode of GE Vital Voices with me, Elena Schutz. This is the podcast where we look at the issues really affecting healthcare professionals and anybody who is interested in public healthcare in South Africa and beyond. Let's have a conversation about everything that is vital to you. I am in my early 30s now, and yet I do still identify as a young person. I know there's still a lot ahead of me, but yet I am secretly a little glad that I'm no longer at the beginning of my career. I remember those nerves and the confusion, really wondering, what should I do next? And today on the show, we look at people in that phase of life, specifically in the healthcare sector. What do they experience? What do they expect going into this difficult but magical field? Also, what lies ahead for the new generation of doctors, nurses, and the like? To discuss this, I will be speaking to both the student and the teacher, so to say. Professor Flavia Sekubuche is currently the Deputy Dean of Health Stakeholder Relations in the Faculty of Health Sciences at the University of Pretoria. She is a specialist in public health medicine and a global public health advocate, including being a past president of the Colleges of Medicine of South Africa. Then I also have Debbie Hawkes with me. She is currently a second-year intern working at Kalafong Tertiary Hospital with an interest in internal medicine and emergency medicine. She also hosted the Med Talks podcast, which held conversations by medical students for medical students. Welcome, both of you. Uh, let's jump right in. Debbie, let's start with you. What has been your experience both as a student and now as a medical intern and also just in terms of doing your podcast? What are the studies of medical students like in South Africa? Yeah, so I would say that uh, if I compare it, I have quite a few friends that are studying abroad at the moment, and I think South Africa is doing very well. I must say, um, from the university that I studied at and um, across the board, what we're taught and how we're taught, it really sets you up very, very well for when you reach your medical internship. You do feel quite com confident and comfortable because they train you just like you would be as a medical doctor. I mean, it's difficult. Um, it is a difficult job. Your hours are very long. Um, you see very sad things. And I think it's very difficult to relate to um, other people. But I think your theory puts you in very good stead. Um, and I know how the different universities um, in South Africa, how they split um, your time and your learning. 
Um, so it seems to be that you do your basic sciences and then after you've done your basic sciences, you integrate your clinical knowledge, um, both with your clinical training and then your actual practical training at the same time. And then I know um, at the university that I was at, you spent about a year and a half just in the hospitals, just covering all your bases. So when I walked into my internship, um, I felt very comfortable with what I needed to do, which is interesting because I think if you look at all other jobs that you do, it, it's not always like that. Like you, you study, you have your degree behind your name and then you walk into the workplace and it's completely different. So it tied up very well for me. Dr. Flavia, Prof, you're a little bit on the other side. You work with a lot of medical students. Um, and of course, you've had your own unique journey. It's been quite a while since you first stepped into a hospital. What would you tell Dr. Flavia on her first day? Relax. <laughs> That's the first thing I would say, that you are well-trained. Um, I studied at the University of Pretoria, and Debbie is absolutely correct. In our, and, and now I get to be the Deputy Dean Stakeholder Relations at, at the same institution where I studied. So I kind of have um, a, a sense of both um, ends in terms of being in management and also being an alumni uh, student. And so we actually were extremely well trained. So you don't feel uh, intimidated at all on the day one. And so um, what I would tell my younger self is relax, you've got this and uh, have fun. And I think that's, um, I really had, I had, I did my internship at the uh, Dr. George Mukario Hospital and it was just such a wonderful experience only because again, the University of Pretoria curriculum is such that that you really are ready to be a day one doctor and there's nothing that is intimidating. But I must say, Elna, just a little tidbit that maybe Debbie may not be comfortable saying, but since I'm uh, at the other end, I'll be able to say it's the first uh, couple of months you're actually surprised at how much time you have because the reality is that you now don't have the extra added layer of the anxiety of tests and exams and you can um, fully focus mm. on the work that you are doing. So I think that's what brings in um, and horns in that um, uh, a skill for you because you now have got that, you know, that relaxed environment where you can work and really um, focus on this particular patient that you are dealing with or patients that you are dealing with. So I had a lot of fun uh, during my internship here. And I think the other thing that we Miss Elna is just uh, the reality of starting off in a working environment with people who are going through the same process and meeting just such amazing young doctors. And um, in my case, many of the people that I did my internship with, uh, we've become lifelong friends. And um, so, and it also helps to um, have your own money and to start uh, charting your own path. And I think these are some of the little things that Debbie may not uh, say, but they really just a, um, you know, that little <laughs> silver lining on your internship um, journey, although it is a difficult journey because of the kind of burden of disease that we have and the reality of our health system. Well, I do have to say, I think you are one of the first people I've ever heard 
describe anything in the public health sector as relaxing. <laughs> or, <laughs> but as you said, it's a very special time in a, in a doctor's life. You're really having your first experiences and getting into it. Debbie, how has the internship turned out in comparison to your expectations beforehand? So I think there's um, there's different stages of expectations. So there's um, pre-medical school expectations where you think that everything, like you just, um, you know, you really glamorize it and you're like, I'm going to be a doctor. And, you know, um, it's really, it for a lot of people, it becomes about the title. Um, and then you get into the groove of it, you get studying, and then you start to see the realities of, you know, what medicine is like in South Africa. And I think for a lot of people at first, it can be a shock. It really can be a shock. But it depends then on the type of person that you want to be and where you want to go with it. So you can be disappointed and disarrayed, or you can go in there and, um, yeah, decide what type of doctor you want to be and what difference that you want to make. Um, so I think for me... Um, I knew what was coming with internship, as I said, because you're very well prepared as a student. Um, you basically work like an intern. So I wasn't surprised um, at what I would be dealing with and the places and the positions I'd be put in. I'm also doing internship at a very good hospital. I think one of the best hospitals in South Africa currently to do internship at. Um, so, no, I... I think um, what Prof is saying is very true. You have a lot more time than you did have as a student um, in, in specific rotations. Some rotations, it's not like that. But it's really a nice time to hone your skills um, and to really just make sure that when you go out as a medical practitioner, that you're comfortable with what you're dealing with. Um, so yeah, what I thought it would be is what it is and it is difficult. It, it has been difficult. Um, there have been difficult moments and frustrating moments. Um, but there's also a lot of happiness and there's a lot of hope. That's wonderful to hear. Prof, what kind of landscape are these young doctors that you see every day? What kind of landscape are they walking into? What options do they have and what should they be keeping in mind? Yeah, I mean, our um, young doctors and medical students, uh, and, and I don't say this because I find myself in a management position at a faculty of health sciences, but um, in all our universities and in all our medical schools, our um, doctors are superbly trained. That's number one. And that, and the reason why is because they find themselves uh, working in a health system that has got a quadruple burden of disease. They find themselves working in a health system that is under-resourced, but on the other side with pockets of excellence. And they find themselves working with doyens of medicine. Um, in our medical schools, we have people who are exceptional, um, you know, uh, scholars who are exceptional um, technocrats in terms of their field 
fields. We've got some of the best surgeons in the world um, teaching our students. We have some of the best physicians. If you are being taught public health um, in South Africa, you really are being taught by the creme de la creme, um, people who understand uh, various health systems. And many of our colleagues sit on national um, bodies, on international bodies, and are very well decorated. And so our health system, and together with our medical schools in South Africa, really are capacitated with the best of the best. That's why our, our students, as you heard Debbie saying, it is exactly what she expected. So no student can leave their university and get an absolutely out of this world shock. They'll be shocked in terms of the independence because now you are independently responsible, although you have some people to guide you here and there, but you're independently responsible for the care of our patients. But our students also um, are uh, the reality, Alna. They also, we can't ever remove the macro realities of our country. These are students who many of them um, come from families where they may not be able to afford. And so when they are an intern, they are the first ones in the family. They are now responsible for um, multiple households and multiple um, financial responsibilities. There are realities in terms of affordance. There are realities in terms of what do I want to do next. But I always tell my students, um, their terrain has changed very much from the time when I studied where you do your internship, your community service, and then after that you decide to specialize. It is okay to explore your other talents. If I look at somebody like myself, I am very interested in the arts. So if you are interested in the arts, do your internship, do your community service years, and then after that go out and audition for whatever you want to audition for. You can. And so they work in an environment where the world is open. If you want to enter Miss South Africa, why not? If you want to go into business, why not? So don't just limit yourself into kind of, I've studied medicine and I can only be doctor. Because the reality, Elna, is that the way we select our students is that we select all-rounders. These are young people who are head girls, head boys, top scholars, and they are uh, excellent sports people. They are wonderful at their arts and culture, you name it. And so I always tell my mentees and my students, go out and be your holistic self. This is the time to embrace yourself. And you can always come back and specialize. But even when you are called doctor or professor, don't ever uh, forget the fact that you are also an amazing musician or an amazing artist. And so so you can have, you know, your, um, say you're a pediatrician and incorporate some artistic therapy or music therapy into your practice. So our doctors these days, I always say, just go, um, you know, and explore widely. And even if you decide to immigrate 
always horn back because especially now we were living in a virtual world. And so whether you come back to the Yoama Arte and say, I'd like to do a masterclass, never forget that you, you know, uh, to plow back home, even if you are living in Canada or Australia or wherever it is, always, you know, build the next generation, even if it's just to adopt one um, young person who you can mentor once a month, uh, always plow back. But uh, for the young people, you know, the world is open and the world is your oyster and you must just raise that bar and just go. I think that's such wonderful advice in a field that very typically is you are now a doctor. It is what you eat, breathe and sleep. And you are nothing beyond that is the, is, is often the stereotype. So I think that's really wonderful advice, Prof. Debbie, I know every young generation thinks they are the newest, freshest thing on the block and going to change the world any minute now. But what do you think your particular generation of young doctors is bringing to the industry? <laughs> I think this generation is quite different. And I think a lot of what Prof says resonates very well, um, specifically with me and um, my peers. It's that you don't have to sell your soul to medicine if that's not where you want your soul to be. So I think what a lot of the new doctors are bringing forward is they have boundaries now. And they they really do and it's not you know a lot of the conversation and especially I mean I'm in my second year internship now so I have to start making decisions about my future I really have to start thinking where do I want to go and what do I want to do um and in a lot of the conversations that I have with the people that um, I'm around we are more relaxed about that now we are more um open to all the possibilities. You don't just have to follow the route of, okay, I went from ComServe and then I was a medical officer and then I was a registrar and then I was a specialist and I had to run to get there and that was the destination, that was the goal and I went. If you don't know, it's okay. It's okay to not know. You can go forth. There are so many things that you can do. As you said, you can go into business. You can go into aesthetic medicine. You can um, go into your GP practice. You can get a diploma in an area that you like, and you can just incorporate that and work with a specialist, you know, um, as well. You can assist in surgeries. You can do literally whatever it is that you want to do. I mean, a lot of people work on the boats and the cruises. If that's what you want to do, if that's what you want to travel, you can do travel medicine. There's literally so much that you can do. Um, and I think that wasn't always the case. And sometimes you find people that have committed to something and they aren't always too happy about it. On the other hand, you have people that know what they want and they love what they like immediately. I mean, they have specialities that resonate with them and they run with it. And that's also great. That's, that is really fine. So, but I think it is definitely, um, I see with the new generation, it's if I had to say, what do we bring to the table? It's probably boundaries. And in a job that takes so much from you and requires so much from you, I think it is wonderful that the people doing it have the opportunity to really commit and not just feel they made this decision at 17 and, and now at 28, they're still, you know, on this set path. To both of you, yeah. I finish off the um, the show always with the same 
question, so broadening it out a little bit, all of our listeners are interested in the healthcare sector in Africa. A lot of them are healthcare workers. Listening to you, what is the one thing um, you would want them to take away from this conversation, Prof? Just be you and enjoy the journey. Medicine is just such a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful profession to be in. But as I say to my mentees, you are a kaleidoscope. You are not just doctor. You are somebody's daughter. You're somebody's sister, cousin. You're an artist. You're a dancer. You are everything. And so embrace all of that and never, ever, ever just confine yourself to your title of doctor. And, uh, you know, I want to add on what Debbie was saying. This generation has not only brought boundaries, but they have brought true authenticity and true humanity into our profession where we as they elders as well are, are looking at them and they are teaching us how to embrace our holistic selves. Um, and, uh, and so for me as a young person, what an absolutely amazing profession to be in. It really is a calling, but embrace your holistic self and never confine yourself to just the title of doctor. Yeah. I mean, I really just have to agree with, um, what Prof is saying there. Um, you're right. It's a privilege to be here. It's a privilege to help people that are less fortunate than you. Um, and it's really a humbling experience. Um, and I would say that if it's something that is really on your heart, um, go for it, run with it because it can be really rewarding. Um, it will be difficult with anything in life that you really want. It will be difficult, but if it's something that you are really, um, you know, you think that you, this is where you belong, you will find your place um, definitely here. Yeah. Thank you both for talking to me. What a lovely and hopeful conversation that was. I was speaking to Professor Flavia Sekubuche and Dr. Debbie Hawke. You've been listening to GE Vital Voices. We release new episodes every month and you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Healthcare has never been more accessible, intelligent or dynamic. It's also never been under more pressure. That's where GE Healthcare comes in. You and we, the clinicians and professionals on the front lines of delivering healthcare for your patients and communities. Also, those building the intelligent devices, data analytics, applications and services to enable you to do so more efficiently and with better outcomes. Together, we're at the center of an ecosystem striving for precision health. We release new episodes every month or so, and you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Find out more on gehealthcare.africa and as GE Africa on social media like Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Please join us again next time. Goodbye.